God is so faithful. He is so good. If we will just look for Him in the middle, God is all about exchanging ashes for beauty. He is all about you bringing those ashes and allowing Him to make them into something beautiful. And we are in a season of great exchange right now. And I believe that the Lord's presence, that He is here for this moment, in this time, with specific anointing, for those who need some healing this morning. So, Father, we welcome you. We thank you for being here among us. Father, the Holy Spirit, just have your way this morning. Move among us, Lord. Only you can do that. We bless you. We thank you. We welcome you. You are good. 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 Amen. Remain standing and let's get into the Word. I'm not going to make you sit down and then stand up and then sit back down again. We are going to continue where we were in Ecclesiastes. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up. Father, I thank you so much for the seasons that you take us through. I thank you, Father, that in each season is preparation for the next. And so, Father, I ask that you just give us wisdom. Father, awaken discernment within us today, Father, so that we can grasp those things that we need in this season that will carry us through into the next. You are faithful and you are good. And Father, your word says you open your hand and you satisfy the desires of every living creature. There is need in this house today, Father. And I believe with my whole heart that your hand is wide open. So Father, I just ask that you dwell among us. Lord, I pray that everything that is of me would be forgotten and fall away. But the rest of it, Father, all that is of you, let it uh, produce fruit in our lives, consistent with righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It is so good to see you guys. Seriously, I'm just like, oh, I get to, I get to see the family this morning. And hi, Miss Rose. Hi. Oh my gosh. My kid's just one of the most amazing Sunday school teachers you will ever sit under right there. I'm just putting that out there. Should she ever decide she wants to teach? I mean, again, we can discuss that. And, uh, but it's just good to see her. We just love her like crazy. Um, this passage of Scripture is interesting to me, but before I get into it, I just wanted to share with you guys. You're going, why is she up there again? I, I can tell that's what you're thinking. And um, Pastor Ronnie is taking a couple of weeks, just a small sabbatical, um, just to recoup, allow the Lord to minister to him and to just get a little rest. He's been on quite a journey for a few months. But I, uh, and I want to encourage you to pray for him over the next couple of weeks, just to lift him up. The word tells us that God will strengthen those who render service unto the Lord. And that's my prayer is that the Lord would strengthen him in this time because he has definitely rendered service unto the Lord. Amen. So actually, can you grab the hand of the person next to you and let's pray for him for a second. Father God, we thank you so much for our pastor. 
Father, we just ask right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would breathe life over and into him today, Father God. I pray that the balm of Gilead surround him, Father God, that the comforter, the one that can bring all comfort, Lord, to him, that you be with him today. Father, your word says a merry heart maketh good like a medicine. Give him reason to laugh today, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for the renewal that's coming. I thank you for the strength that's coming. I just ask, Lord, your word says you will cover our heads in a day of battle and that your glory will be our rear guard. And we speak that over our pastor this morning, Father. Cover him, we ask, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I hope you are comforted by the fact that you're not stuck with us, but that he's coming back. (laughs) Your pastor will be back. Um, But as to this word that we're going to get into this morning, a time to break down and a time to build up, isn't it interesting how the word doesn't always mean what it says at face value? Sometimes if you dig a little deeper, you find that the Lord is really trying to say a little bit more than what we grab when we just run across it. Let's just say, for example, like the first time I read that, there's a time to break down. I said, thank you, Lord, because I have done that often lately. I thank you, Lord, I now have permission to break down. And then there's, I know that there will be a time to build up. I know none of you have ever had a breakdown. I've seen some of you in my office and I can, I, I mean, we, anyway, There's a time to break down and a time to build up, but that's not exactly what this passage of Scripture is saying because when I look at it, I think you go in and you destroy something. You know, if you're going to break something down, then break it down, then tear it all apart and and leave it in shattered pieces. And, And I'm like, Lord, what was there? Was there an instance of this in my life, you know, my initial thought? And not that I'm holding grudges or anything like that, but early in Munn and Howe's marriage... There was this dog named Ginger, and she was his baby, and she was an Irish setter, and she could do no wrong, but oh, she did. And uh, I remember, you know, when you first get married, you don't have any money, and everything you've got, everything you've gotten at Goodwill is so precious. And, And so I'm like... We had a sofa in this little one-bedroom apartment, and we had, you know, some furniture that we had gleaned and gathered. And, and then there was Ginger, who was full-grown, and she didn't like being left alone. So we left one day to go to work. Both of us went to work, and we come back, man, and this beloved sofa was, like, shredded. I mean, like, pieces of it everywhere. I mean, the skirt was ripped off of it. You know, there was, like... That just debris everywhere, like a bomb had gone off in our living room. And there's Ginger sitting over at the side with a piece of, of canvas out of her lip going, I don't know. <laughs> I was just laying here. You know, I, and, and she had had a really good time. And for some reason, that stuck in my mind, this breakdown, because she broke down everything that could be broken down in that moment. And I have almost forgiven her. That has been like 32 years. And... <laughs> The statute of limitations on forgiveness is about to run out. So anyway, I do miss her, even though she was very jealous of my relationship with Hal, but we won't get into that this morning. (laughs) This whole breakdown thing is the most marvelous thing, guys. There is so much promise in this time to break down. I genuinely believe 
with all of my being that these last few months of teaching have been absolutely what we needed in the season we were in. The learning how to fight our battles and now entering into these different seasons, I believe with all of my heart that God has been speaking to us. He has definitely been speaking to me, giving me instruction for each week as we go forward, as we try to walk out some things together as a body. And so this week when I got to this one, I'm like, Lord, break down more. We don't want to break down anymore. Uh, but what it literally means, it's the word parats. Parats. Pirates. Um, I'm just trying to give you visuals here, okay? Pirates. Parats. And it means it's not about breaking down and destroying something. It's about breaching the gap. It's about breaking through something to get to the other side. It's about going through obstacles, doing what it takes to get to the other side of the obstacle. Now, I believe that that's very relevant for where we are right now. I believe it's very important that we take a look at this because the whole thing, it's, it's, got the, it's, it's just so rich like everything else in the Word. It has, this, um, it has this drawing of going, if you will press through this time, if you will press through this barrier and get to the other side of this, I have something for you. And it me on the other side of this pressing through, there is increase. There is increase. There is growth. There is fresh anointing. There is all these things waiting on the other side. There's blessing and there's promise. How do we know that? How do you, how do you grab all of that? Because this word parats is the exact same word that is used in Genesis 28 when God is pronouncing a blessing over Abraham. He says, your, uh, your descendants will be as the sand of the seas. You are going to break forth into the north and the south and the west and the east. I did that out of order on purpose because the scripture does. Anyway, but it's this breaking through this, this word, this prophecy, this blessing that God is speaking over Abraham uses this word and uses this picture. You're going to break through and your people are going to be as the sand of the seas, uh, uh, the sand on the seas, and we are going, there's going to be blessing that comes. That's what this word, that when it says a time to break down, it means the time to break through, a time to push through those barriers to get to the place of increase and the place of blessing on the other side of that. That is so encouraging to me. It's super encouraging to me that this would be the word that the Lord would release to this house today, considering where we are. Because sometimes we want to just stop and wait to be fully healed before we move on. No, we got to get together and we got to continue to press toward the thing that God has for us. The interesting thing about this, you know, last week when I had people link arms, this is something that we need to do together, guys. What God is calling us to as a body is something that we need to take this journey together. And I'm excited about that. I'm so excited about that because I need you. I need you, Marcia. I need you, Paula. I need you, Mike. I need you guys to link up with me. God has done something in my life, in this house, that I can't even begin to tell you. I can't even begin to tell you that the, the healing that the Lord... Hi, Miss Jeannie. Squirrel. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad you're here too. Uh, 
the Lord has brought so much healing in my life. But see, part of that, part of that, hey, Jeannie, hey, Rose, that's part of the healing that God has done in my life. He has surrounded me with family that has walked with me through every rejoice in place and every broken place. This family has walked with me through all of those things and God has done this heart connect. And my prayer is that He would do that in each of your lives, that He would surround you with family, that you would begin to get connected, that you would begin to feel like somebody has your arms and somebody has your back instead of somebody has your back. Anyway, I want you to have that. I want you to have that. And that is a gift. It's a precious gift that I believe God has given this house. I believe God has given us this. And I think as we go down this path, the Lord is asking us, let's strengthen that. Let's strengthen that. Let's support one another. Let's encourage one another as we move forward. But the wonderful thing about this, this breakthrough, it's really easy to go, oh, it's time for a breakthrough. Well, what does that look like? What does that mean? What are you supposed to be doing that allows you to to breach that gap, to break through and get to the other side of something? Because I can tell you all day you need to do this, but not tell you how to do it. God tells us how to do it. Did you know that if you ask Him, He will tell you? This exact passage, this exact thing, this picture that is given to uh, Abraham, this paratz, that means to spread out and break forth, is the exact same picture that is painted in Joel, Joel the second chapter. And in Joel the second chapter, if you think about that particular word, in that it's talking about the army of the Lord. It's talking about the army of the Lord and how they move forward and how they take a city and how they reclaim territory and how they burst through and break through. And I believe in Joel 2, we will find what the Lord says we need to do in this season. Because the very first thing it says is that they charge like warriors. They charge like warriors. How many of you Braveheart just came to mind? Or Justin Bashir's? You charge like warriors. There's something about that that I love. There is this dangerous passion that is is required sometimes in moving forward and pressing past barriers. But sometimes that's a little bit too crazy. And so the Lord adds the next part. He says, they charge like warriors. And it says, they scale walls like soldiers. They scale walls like soldiers. Well, what do you think about when you think about soldiers? They are equipped. They are trained. They are disciplined to do what they're called to do. They have a goal and they know how to do it. Take that passion that God has poured into your life and begin to discipline it to the Word of God. Begin to allow Him to to, uh, encompass you. Uh, Begin to allow Him to train you in the things that God is calling you to. It's one thing to have passion, but it's another thing to be disciplined to learn how to do what God has called you to do. I don't know what God has called each of you to do, but I can guarantee you that there is a training process that needs to take place. If you're called to teach, you're not just going to jump up here on Tuesday and teach. You need to be studying like you are going to teach every single week. Before God ever opens the door for you to do it, you need to be cultivating that and disciplining yourself to that, right? So we need as a body to allow God to renew our passion for the Lord. We're not supposed to be a church of Laodicea. We're not supposed to be lukewarm so that he spews us out of his mouth. We're supposed to be passionate in our pursuit of him. 
But in that passion, we are supposed to be equipped and trained by the word and by the leaders that are over us that God has placed in our lives. Amen? And then it says, they march in a straight line, not swaying or swerving from their course. They are intentional in where they're going and in what they're doing. They're intentional in it. We have to be intentional in our pursuit of Christ. We have to be intentional as we allow Him to train us with His Word and to awaken those passions on the inside of us that cause us to serve wholeheartedly. God can do that. And then the next thing that passage of Scripture says is that they do not jostle one another. They do not jostle one another, but they walk forward. They walk in a straight line forward. To me, that tells us that we've all got our space. We've all got our lane to be in, you know? And there's no room, no room whatsoever in the house of the Lord for jockeying, for position. There's no room in the house of the Lord for corner conversations and and birthing of strife. There's no room in this army that God has that's going to break through. There's no room in that for strife. The Word tells us where there is strife, every evil work abounds. And I don't know about you, man, but I don't want every evil work abounding. Not in my home and not in this home. We are supposed to link arms and be walking in unity as we go forward toward what God has for us. It says, the next thing it says, we've got passion. We've got being equipped by the Word. We've got unity. We've got intentionality. And then it says they break through every barrier. They break through every barrier, every defense. But, and then the caveat, it says, without breaking ranks. We are in it together. We are in it together. And you know what? If we're linked up in the way that we should be, if one begins to stumble, the others hold them up. If one begins to fall, the others have them. And that's what God is calling us to do, to breach this barrier and push forward. When we have those things, guys, when we have the passion that the Lord has called us to have, which is awakened by the Word, let me just tell you, the Word changes everything. That equipping that comes through the washing of the water of the Word, we are changed by it. And we can begin to walk in unity together and intentionality together towards something if we will allow the Word to train us to it. Because of that, Scripture says that they rush on the city. They run on the walls. It's a, it's a total occupation. It's a total occupation. And, and I would love to see that in this town, in this city, in this community, that we would be so engaged with the calling that Christ has called us to that it doesn't just stop at these doors, but that it goes out into the community and we become what God has called us to be. Now, it's all of those things are all well and good. That intentionality, that focus, that moving forward with a common goal is is all great, but it all means nothing if there's no vision. If you don't know where you're marching to, if you don't know what the goal and the purpose is, what we've been called to do, then, then we're all just moving in one direction, not really sure what we're doing. Vision is so important. The Word tells us, for lack of vision, my people perish. So how can I ask you 
How can I ask you as a body to link arms with me and to begin to move intentionally toward Christ if you don't know what the the vision is of this house? And a lot of you are new, and by new I mean in the last 10 years. And (laughs) So let me just share with you so that when we begin to do this thing, that you understand where we're going and what we're doing, the vision of this house as established by the elders and pastors of this church, you will find it in Psalm, 20, uh, Psalm 84. So if you want to know what you're a part of, <laughs> Psalm 84. It says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage, set their hearts on pilgrimage, says when they pass through the valley of Baca, which is the valley of tears, when they pass through the valley of tears, they make it a place of springs. That's why we're called spring house. They make it a place of springs. Autumn rains uh, shed pools across it. And it says uh, they go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Our call, the vision that we are working toward and the the thing that has our heart, the thing God has called us to as a body is that we would be a healer church, that we would be a church that provides healing, that, that moves to do what God, when Jesus said, I have come to bind up the brokenhearted, that's our vision. That's the spoken vision over this body. And I hear people say, oh no, we're an arch church. I understand where you might think that. But we are a healer church that uses arts to minister healing. That's what, that's what we're called to do. So every ministry that is a part of this church needs to be and is designed specifically to bring healing to, to separate sects and, and separate sets of people. So when you hear that, say, no, we are a healer church. We are a church for great exchange. Let me tell you what I mean by that. When I came in here, when I came into this house in 1991, I was a broken person. I was a, just a, a devastated, lost person, deep in my spirit. I did the right things on the outside, but on the inside, so much healing needed to take place. And it took place in this house with these people, with Pastor Wayne going, oh, no, 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 no. No, what you mean to say is this, and this is so much patience and kindness went into his instruction on my life. And I want every person who walks through these doors to experience that same kindness, that same word of truth, that same healing that God had for me in this place. I want us to give it to everybody who walks through these doors. But in order to share it with everyone who walks in these doors, we have to first experience it ourselves. So my prayer is that we would all begin to walk in healing, that we would begin to walk in wholeness so that when they come through the doors, we can extend to them the very grace that God has extended into our lives. Amen? That's the vision of this body. Now here's the beauty of all of this. When we go through this season, when we come through this place of breakdown, which is where we've kind of been in one context. The Lord says, and then there's a time to build up. This word build up is like the rest of the word. 
It is so uh, encouraging and so strong. This isn't just about building a structure. When we begin to move with intentionality toward the calling and the vision of Christ as a body linked up together, what happens is we do breach those barriers, those things that have held us back. There have been times where we've got like, why isn't this room full? Because they haven't got the message yet. They haven't received the message yet that there's healing here, that there's hope here, that we will point them toward a God who can change everything. Well, when we do that, it says that, that something will be built, and the word there is bana. And the beautiful thing about it is that it says you will build or rebuild something that will last and endure. And it says children will be added. In that word, it says children will be added to the house that does that. Children will be added as you break through and you begin to walk in the purposes of God. As you do it in your life and as we do it as a body, God is going to add to this place. God is going to add to. And you know why? Because he's going to be able to trust us to bring healing to the broken. So God, if we will do this, if we will set our hearts on a pilgrimage toward God, toward the calling that God has for us, God is going to add to this place. It's the most amazing thing to me. If the uh, praise team, if you guys would come on out here. It's a short message today. I don't need to do a, a, a strong dissertation on something for you to know that God is calling us to push and to press and to be equipped in our spirits to do what He's called us to do. Um, as I studied this out and I, and I thought about it, I, the thing that came to my mind is just the silliest thing, I, I think, but it's so appropriate. In the, in the movie um, Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner, he is dealing with this disembodied voice that is asking him to do something that makes no sense to those around him. This voice is asking him to do something that could literally cost him everything. But so strong is that, uh, so strong is he compelled and, and, and so strong is that voice and that draw on the inside of him that he begins to do what he needs to do to accomplish this extraordinary thing that the voice is telling him. And the voice is telling him, if you build it, they will come. And I can tell you, if we will set our hearts, and if we will begin to, to, to decide that, yeah, everybody else might not get it. Everybody else might not hear what we're hearing. Everybody else may not be able to grab hold of this thing. But if we will just put ourselves out there, if we will take the risk, and do something remarkable, something extraordinary, I promise you, if we will build it, they will come. They will come. So Father, we ask you to seal this word in our hearts today. Lord, that you would remind us, Lord, as we walk out through these next few days and few weeks, Lord, remind us of our calling, Father. Awaken those passionate places. Equip us and train us. Help us to be intentional as we press through and build, Lord, in Jesus' name.